0: Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, my most amazing friend, Michael J. Russ. I can only say that how excited I am about today's show because he exudes the topic of what we were going to tune into today which is enthusiasm everything that Michael does is done with a passion and enthusiasm and last week we were speaking about uh, awakening the imagination and really when you have all of these creative ideas it's really about bringing things to life and there was a quote um, so often I go back to my, my good friends my books and and it was about a Zen master who enters a village and sees people scurrying about. And they say to him, Where are you running? Yes, to make a living, they respond. Why are you so sure that your living is not in front of you? He probes. Maybe it's behind you and can't catch up. Do not run to make a living. Be still and live. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. What a great uh, quote. So I'm going to kick that off and welcome you, Michael. Uh, I know you... um, Thank you. There's a lot for us to to delve into. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts and how you're doing. Yeah,
1: forward, backwards, uh, left, right, up and down. Enthusiasm is is huge uh, for uh, conveying any message for... uh, It's interesting because we've talked about a lot of different things enthusiasm is a frequency that you that you resonate and a positive frequency that you resonate and i don't think i've ever referred to it uh that way before even in, even in my own podcast however it is it is a it's an energy it's a vibration that you send that other people can can pick up on whether it's over the phone especially digitally Uh, when you're talking to somebody on a cell phone or a landline or whatever, they can pick up your level of enthusiasm. I know this for a fact because Mm -hmm. I've been using it for 30 years in in my business. Um, And if you're looking to uh, convey a message to anyone, uh, be it uh, a complete stranger or someone that you have been uh, intimate with for even decades um, or even a few minutes, uh, you must Convey your message with enthusiasm, and I, I tell people when I do sales training that unless you have a level, a high level of enthusiasm about whatever it is you're looking to convey to someone, uh, you might as well not even bother to go to the appointment or pick up the phone to give them a call. You must mm-hmm. literally be enthusiastic about it, and that's an honest and sincere enthusiasm, not something that you co-opt. And, and and try to convey, in a in a, um, in a a way that's not sincere, an insincere way. Yeah, it and it's it's crazy, but that's just the way it goes. People, I think about Thomas Edison. who a ten thousand evidently two thousand ten thousand uh, tries to make a the a, a light to invent a light bulb, and uh, as the story goes, and imagine the level of enthusiasm that he had to had to keep maintaining um, <laughs> in order to mm-hmm. continue to drive he and his team forward. Because it wasn't just him. He had a whole team of people uh, that helped that were working on uh, dozens and dozens of inventions at the same time. And as somebody who's at the top, think about that. Now, take it, take, take it down to the family level. You have a family. Uh, you have a significant other. And perhaps you have kids. Maybe you don't your level of enthusiasm on a daily basis has an impact on the relationship. And you might not uh, realize it initially. However, when you wake up with a level of enthusiasm uh, and enthusiasm being infectious, Mm -hmm. it can start you and your partner's day off and you and your family's day off on an amazing foot. And I, I remember this every single day because... My uh, girlfriend is empathic, doesn't really embrace it, but she's empathic. And if I don't hold a level of enthusiasm, the first thing she asks is, what's going on? What's wrong? What are you thinking about? And that always reminds me. I just may be thinking about something very intensely, very deeply that I need to either take care of that day or that I haven't written down yet. And I want to keep it in, in the forefront of my mind so I can get it accomplished or I have a task that it requires some level of of focus and uh, I'll be thinking about it and not necessarily conveying my enthusiasm about life or anything else because she knows I am very enthusiastic, uh, overly so in many cases because I have had enough experiential wisdom to understand through uh, and in my lifetime to understand that enthusiasm is, is one of those elements that, you, it, you have to work at, you have to set the intention to be enthusiastic and surround yourself by things in life that help feed that enthusiasm, uh, which I'm always conveying to people that you have to, you have to uh, communicate with those people in your life, your family, your friends, and others uh, about in, in a positive way, not communicating drama, communicating uh, problems, and other things of that nature, but you have to have a nucleus of friends that you can communicate your own enthusiasm for life and they can embrace it and communicate that their enthusiasm for life back to you. Uh, So often it's easy to become mired in drama, mired in negativity, Mm -hmm. mired in something that's going on in that moment that won't matter in a day or two or three. Uh, And you lose your enthusiasm when you focus on lower frequencies, focus on negativity, which, which literally just snuffs out all the enthusiasm that you have. And if you're on a project or you're looking to get a job or uh, whatever you're looking to do in, in life, another thing is a, is a job. If you go to an interview, and a lot of people now are going to interviews. I got friends. I tell them one thing. If you are not enthusiastic about whatever it is that you're going to apply for, don't bother it's just it's a waste sure. of your time and it's a waste of theirs mm-hmm. uh, it, it's It's the most sage advice I give anyone who's coming out of college or anyone who's looking for another job. find something that you're enthusiastic about that you can be enthusiastic about uh, otherwise and your enthusiasm, regardless of your your qualifications, if you get the opportunity to speak to someone in person, which is a challenge nowadays in the communications era um, digital era <clears throat> it's important to to bring that enthusiasm with you and convey it in your body language, in your tone of voice, and your attention to and focus. And it's the same thing. It doesn't matter if you're going to meet someone for the first time or if you meet someone, just a stranger, in a bar, a restaurant, or in some, at a festival or whatever it is. Your enthusiasm for life can be infectious to them, and they will say, it. wow, what are you so excited about? You go, really? Do I seem excited? Yeah, because I'm excited about life. I'm excited about where I am. And uh, it's a function of your focus. So I I am very knee-deep into uh, being consciously aware of the level of enthusiasm that I have in any given moment. And, yeah, there are times when I'm so focused on something, enthusiasm isn't necessarily there. I'm just working on things. I'm thinking maybe perhaps Mm -hmm. or. I'm writing something, uh, however, when it comes to resonating that level of enthusiasm that you know um, you're capable of, it's something that you control, period, you control it, and all the, the, uh, the uh, um, everything that surrounds it, you control, and that's the beauty of, in my view, enthusiasm, is that it is one of those, another one of those controllable frequencies that we have mm-hmm. to um, set the intention to deliver. So, how about you? What do you uh, What do you wake up enthusiastic about?
0: We, <laughs> you know what, I other than your you
1: wonderful have, dogs.
0: Oh, <laughs> you know what, Michael. You um, it you was know, that when, when I was sort of pondering different things today uh, throughout my day because I'm thrown a lot of different directions. I, I, there's a lot that goes on in my day, and when I wake up in the morning, um, you know, there is always a gift in whatever comes my way and mm-hmm. and many times it's in so many unexpected uh, a- a- unexpected ways and so when you were speaking about family when I was a child, I had a mother that was the queen of enthusiasm um, she literally I-, I think her her sense and zest and zeal for life was unmatched I mean sometimes I felt like I was like wow (laughs) that's my mom Um, and and I just I've never met your mother but I have a sense that she was the same way that in everything that she did there was a sense of wonder and joy and exuberance and it's not to say she didn't have different things but if you you know you would ever see her around a child and as somebody a little child would bring her something she would generally be so inspired and in awe of what somebody would create and you know going to the zoo with her or to the botanical gardens you know there was she was just always so filled with enthusiasm and and I mm-hmm. sort of try to bring that you know no matter what it is and my brother you know, he, I think he kind of looks at me sometimes and is like, Oh, you know, you're, (laughs) you're just like, mom and poppy, which is poppy was my grandfather, which was my mother's uh, father. And he was the same way. I'll never forget the one time, you know, he came to pick me up at the airport. And my brother was there, and uh, he he went to his car, uh, and he put on this wig that he got at the thrift store, and he had these false teeth and these crazy glasses and some kind of wow. jacket, and, and he you know and he was creating this whole persona. I mean, it just you know just to be silly. I mean, and, and, you know. Uh, Seventy, eighty-year-old man. I can't even remember how old he was when he was doing that. But just to sort of bring a smile to people's face, to kind of catch people off guard, um, you know. <laughs> just, you know, I think my brother still has a picture of it. It's quite, quite funny. But, um, but I think that you know, even it, in it's in the simple things that we can find to be enthusiastic it doesn't have to be a monumental i mean obviously if you're going to play a sporting event or watch a sporting event you know when you have an enthusiastic mm-hmm. crowd it can really shift things and when i was uh, doing a little bit of research i looked at what where the word enthusiasm came from and i thought it was so fitting because of what we were speaking about so it was a, a french word that dates back to the 1600s that actually was in enthusiasm with an e on the end and also uh, came from the greek word enthusiastic must i'm not pronouncing it right but it meant divine inspiration and and to be inspired or possessed by a god be wrapped or to be in ecstasy and and i thought you know what there that's exactly what we were talking about so when you have uh inspiration or imagination it's it is sometimes you can feel like you're possessed and uh elizabeth gilbert who wrote eat pray love you know she wrote another book that i love called uh big magic and in there she spoke about um what she called hungry ghost and i it's a buddhist term and it, it, it's a part of you just in a nutshell and I'm probably not doing it a, a good service, but basically it's a part of you that knows it has sort of like a longing of something that you you need to to do or achieve or that you sort of left undone. You know, so it's like it's maybe there you were disappointed by something. So rather than have the enthusiasm to try it again you leave it by the wayside, but it it bothers you, and it you know pecks at you, and it kind of prods you to revisit it. And you know, if we don't go back to it, you know, it it will kind of haunt us through the rest of our lives. And so, I think, in to answer your question, in my life, you know, I try not to leave things undone. You know, sometimes there are things, you know, that I ha I do have to revisit and I think well you know now's not the right time but I will revisit it and then when I do I do so enthusiastically so uh, right. right now I'm working on re putting a house back together and when I am enthusiastic about a project which um, really it's so interesting I, I decided I was going to change it from being a rental to an Airbnb and just that one decision sparked a wave of enthusiasm and everything right. from that point started to flow I mean you talk about synchronicities <laughs> I thought well now I've got to get a couch not literally 24 hours after I said okay I'm gonna do this as an Airbnb a friend who I haven't talked to in a while messaged me and said I have some tables if you're interested I just redid my house I'll send you some pictures I said, oh that would be great so she sends me over these pictures, and the last picture she sent was of a couch. <laughs> I said, oh, "I said, how much is the couch?" And she said, "Oh, it's free. My neighbor is getting rid of it." And I thought, "Wow, that's great. That's a wonderful mm-hmm. synchronicity." And then I started, you know, looking at the bathroom and doing different things, and decided I would tear down a wall and discovered all kinds of hidden things. And I thought, "Okay." And then I started to lose my enthusiasm for the project, but once I started going out and picking up my tile and the other things and guess what today it's almost done it just has to be grounded and it looks beautiful it looks beautiful and um, I think that's what enthusiasm does for you it brings you unexpected gifts and uh, yep. I'd love to yeah
1: I, I just I'll, I'll piggybacking on that you made me think about manifestation how uh, the, the connection between enthusiasm and manifesting um, your intentions goals dreams desires in your life and mm-hmm. it is there is a deep deep connection uh, in that Absolutely. that you just literally uh, uh, communicated, and uh, it is it is so true. You see it as serendipity. However, words have have uh, power, the power to manifest, and what you say goes out into the universe and starts growing, and you're literally attracting to you based on your enthusiasm, which is energy it's actually backing your intentions with energy massive uh, amounts of energy and that energy is like the uh like water and 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 feed that helps a plant grow your enthusiasm mm-hmm. that is the connection uh there between those between those two and that energy is absolutely necessary let's see if you have an attention to oh uh i'll go back to golf because it's easy uh, however, if I had the intention to play a round of golf, and then I don't back it with any enthusiasm. Uh, there won't be any creativity or focus during my round, and I'll play terribly. Um, I played a round of golf on Thursday on a course that is incredibly challenging, incredibly difficult. And after not playing very well three days earlier, I, I came into this round saying to myself, you know what, this is one of my favorite courses, it's so beautiful, and uh, I know I can play well. And I set the intention to approach the round with enthusiasm, with focus and attention. And uh, I did shoot a very good score. And I noticed that if my... There were, oh, thank you. There were two holes, though, uh, where I... That comprised the majority of the score that I actually had for myself. There, there were two holes that... With a, the detriment to my score, I should say, and I know exactly what happened during those during those times. My focus or my attention was was uh, uh, somehow just uh, okay, I'm looking for. Derailed. That's the word I'm looking for. My attention and focus were uh, were derailed for the moment because I'd found myself thinking about uh, something that happened the previous time I played the course and or what I didn't want to do. And and the one thing that so I'm I'm human just like anybody else. Uh right. the beautiful That's thing right. about yeah, so you have to you, you, you get off the horse, you get back on. And I, I uh I the thing about golf that is also so amazing is you can you can you can go back and do a little forensic analysis of the hole you just played and you can see flat out what started the dominoes going down. You know, you can see it was it was all because of the first thing that you did that started thinking about the second thing and the third thing and the fourth thing and before you know it, you might as well take out an abacus and add up your score um, because you 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 you've, you've, <laughs> oh, you've, you've just so <laughs> you've just messed the entire thing up and then you get back on track in the next hole and you start you, you flush that flush those thoughts and, and uh, which is incredibly thing incredibly important to do, we as human beings, have a tendency to want to hold on to the negativity, hold on to the thing that didn't go well, Mm -hmm. hold on to the little failure that we, or the mishap or misstep that we made. And it's important to develop the wherewithal to the awareness and the mindfulness to let things go, to be able to say, okay, uh, I got to let this go. Don't tell ten of your best friends. Don't put it on social media. Don't feed it, feed the negativity and make it bigger. Um, it's just a thing that happens, and you can just get through it and get over it and stick with the positive. It's uh, it's a challenge, however, it's a skill that you develop. And earlier, right. as you we were talking, I was talking, talking about enthusiasm requires resilience. On the opposite flip side, you you may be resilient, and then you something happens, and you have to be The enthusiasm will come back when you exercise your own resilience, when you uh, realize that it's just the thing that occurred. You shift your perception from negative to positive. You do that little alchemy that goes on there, and you are able to then let it go. Your enthusiasm will return when you shift your focus and attention back to something. Uh, and uh, I, I applied this to what your uh, your situation when it came to your house. That happens to be, by the way, all the time when you decide to actually jump in and do something. Um, I thought about the things like are right? Yeah, 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 exactly. You think think about something for a long period of time. Um, and, and and the beautiful thing is about this is when you have a to do list. Uh, when you have a to do list, yeah, you know, which I had Monday before I left to take a three day uh, three day trip. I had a to-do list of about 11 things I needed to get done. I woke up like 4 o'clock in the morning, Sunday night, and I'm going, I need to do, I'm gonna, let me get this out of my head. I put it down on my notepad, and I went back to sleep. And I woke up in the morning, and I just started going through these things one after another. The point is that when we have to do something, and we adopt the perception of, I don't really want to do this. It's, it's just not, you know, this is just something I have to tr- drudge through. You know, uh, you have you develop a negative perception of of you're actually doing whatever it is. There will be no enthusiasm doing it, right? Mm-hmm. There will be none because you've stamped you've stomped it out with your negative thoughts. However, if you decide to make it fun, to approach it from a, a way that is that that allows you to get it done quickly without applying further negative thought, compounding the 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 desire to not want to do it. Uh, you then develop a new enthusiasm for doing it. And you just cut through it like a hot knife through butter and move on. And it's, we're our own worst enemy. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Right. We are our own, our minds. We can, we can totally take ourselves down very, very quickly. We can destroy our enthusiasm. We can decimate our enthusiasm if we, if we let ourselves. And I do okay. know some people that I talk to quite regularly that do that. I'm going, what mm-hmm. is the matter with you? You've got great things happening in your life, and you're, you're the one dampening your own enthusiasm. I'm not saying anything about it. You're the one doing it all on your own. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, think about it. Let's, this is where, again, a couple of other tools, gratitude, forgiveness, perhaps. Um, you're trying something for the second time, and it didn't go well the first time. Did you forgive yourself for the first mishap? Did you utilize that tool? And, and actually say, I forgive myself for doing this. I can do this better. Or I can do this differently next time. After your little forensic analysis, I, I, can, do, I can hit this shot better and, and golf. I can play better than this. And I do. When I flush that out, I recommit and approach it from a different angle. It is definitely that what you're doing there is you are uh, turning lead into gold. You're, you're turning negative into positive. You're performing that personal alchemy right there, which is absolutely required to maintain enthusiasm. No way you can get around mm-hmm. it, because there's always going to be something. You know, something that absolutely. gets the way, you know? Do you so find, Michael, kind of, when
0: you're on the – I was going to say, do you find when you're on the course that your enthusiasm inspires the people that you're playing with to, to play better as well?
1: Yeah, I've had people tell me that a lot. That my 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 play and my calmness on the course in the face of some disaster that I've created for myself um, has it has inspired them to uh, approach the game from a, a different perspective mentally, um, mm-hmm. and I'm I, I'm grateful for that. I thank them very much for that. And if I can help someone uh, be better, uh play better, that is that's just all the better. It's it's, it's amazing. However. You can, you, this is how people get inspired and enthusiastic when they're watching professionals do things. When they're watching people mm-hmm. who are really good at something do something. And, and, and you're like, hey, I can, if I could just get one or two percent of the talent that they have or the mental game that they have, I, I will play better. And you, you develop this enthusiasm for actually wanting to take the next step and doing something to become better at whatever it is that you are, are doing. You don't have to be a mm-hmm. pro at it. You just it's just adopting that enthusiasm, uh that energy level that allows you to move through things and see things from a different perspective, okay. uh and positive versus negative. And uh, yeah, absolutely, I do. Uh right. you you're you're you know, it, it's you said something seeing seeing life events, seeing uh events as a blessing, uh in from the the book. Uh, that you had mentioned, which is also incredibly important. and that's, again, a perceptive, uh, a perception that you that you adopt. Um, and I, I keep coming back to this word perception because it pretty much underlines the foundation of absolutely everything. I, I've said many times, if you're unenthusiastic, shift your perception about what it is that you're that you have to do, actions you have to take, um, uh, and your feelings, will correspondingly change in kind because you'll be adopting you'll be changing your mind you want to change your life you want to change anything about your outer world change your own mind enthusiasm is one of those things that does in fact uh in fact uh, impact your outer world those around you um and again they'll they'll see it um and they'll see it in a moment they'll feel it and to me, that's mm-hmm. important. If we want to change the consciousness of the world, we have to develop much more enthusiasm, positive enthusiasm about what's going on in it, what's going on within us, and we can change mm-hmm. the world as a result. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, important thing there. Mm-hmm.
0: It, Wayne Dyer used to say that all the time, that his enthusiasm seemed to help the, his his world just work you know everything it was like the world would co-create with him and i really i love Correct. that you know where mm-hmm. you co-create your experiences and I, I do believe you know if you get up and you're like okay well these are my affirmations <laughs> without enthusiasm without you know really feeling them you were creating that vibration i i don't think it's going to shift anything or whether or not we we spoke briefly about you know creating a vision board and if you just cut pictures out and you put it in, you don't really put the thought into the feelings of what it would be like if your mm-hmm. world looked like what is in your vision board uh, exactly. it, it, it Yeah, it's just not going to unfold the way that you want it to be. I have, you asked me before about my dogs, and and I have a little dog. He's a a Toy Fox Terrier. He's been with me for many moons. He's uh, my little soul boy. I really, you know, cherish him. And he jumped off a wall um, in August, I guess it was, and landed four Hmm. feet off a wall onto concrete. Didn't break anything except he sustained a head injury. And what's so interesting about it, you know, the next day he went out and he's like, "Hey, that was pretty fun. Let me try to climb over that wall again," <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which didn't make his his uh, friend Lisa very happy. Um, but you know, what was interesting, it, it affected his spine and his neurological, and I've. Um, You know some people would say he had a little trouble walking and just navigating even to drink water out of the bowl but I'm patient and I love him and I know that you know I look into his eyes and I see that he still has an enthusiastic spark and wants to be here so I take him every two weeks now to for what's called veterinary orthopedic manipulation and it's nothing Mm -hmm. short of a miracle and the last week he this, my little dog who had trouble standing and wobbling and almost falling over walked all the way up to the very top of the hill and I thought wow that's amazing but today it's a beautiful sunny day so I let him out in the yard not only did he walk around to the top of the hill which is no no uh, small feat, especially for a little dog that was injured he walked around in that yard for an hour And I thought, Mm -hmm. you know what? If he can do this, I can do anything. (laughs) There's nothing. You know, he's he's really my, he inspires me uh, every day, every little step. I mean, and and if it were his time and he didn't really want to be here, and I would know it, you know, but he is determined. I took him to the park the other day and we didn't go on the trails and he kept wanting to walk toward the trails. And I thought, you know, he's not ready for the trails. But guess what? Today he showed me. He's ready for those trails. He wants to to go back to, to where he was. And and I think it's a good model. You know, if you get something in your, your mind and you know that you want to do it and you're enthusiastic about it, and it doesn't matter if you're being criticized. You know, there's lots of people who said, oh, you know, well, mm-hmm. my, my own brother said, you know, it's just his time. You know, <laughs> he's ready to go. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Yeah, I'll I'll know when it, it's that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but You're I right. thought about that. You know, he really it's it's having and then the word that came to mind, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Is having a big heart. You know, really having heart, and I'd love. I'm gonna to have to do some research of where that that originated from. That saying, you know, having having heart. You know, really putting your heart into something. Um,
1: yeah, but heart yeah,
0: I, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, interesting uh i see that as um, tied to feelings with regard to um how you're how you feel about something when you're really mm-hmm. committed uh to doing something you have a you, you put your your heart and soul into it meaning that you and i, I don't know where that saying came from either way, so let me know um what you find out uh however it, it's um it's a form of commitment that involves that is com- combines enthusiasm with focus, attention uh drive and uh itiveness i guess that's another one mm-hmm. uh, that, that's there your mm-hmm. heart and soul is yeah it's just your 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 uh your committed your level of commitment i guess is is has has a lot to do with it because I, I know people who do things that aren't necessarily committed um then i know uh other people who are completely and totally committed to something and won't really uh, let other voices uh in any way dictate uh what it is that they uh that they that they do you know i mean that's uh that uh, is 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 a level of commitment that is off the charts and you find that with uh, people who are who are really in touch with their their goals and their dreams and intentions they are really to the point uh, again professionals people who are professional athletes and others who are really good at something and they they have this they seek to get better Uh, and uh, I I look I I think about Kobe Bryant who uh, and I think I might have said this Mm -hmm. before but he he always strove to be better basketball player tomorrow than he was today so he practiced longer hours Uh, He did things, he practiced things that would help him be a better player tomorrow than he was today. And other people, while other people in his profession literally just, you know, they quit at five. That was it. Eight to five, that's all he did. Uh, He was out there shooting baskets until uh, uh, eight or nine o'clock at night, several days a week when he had time, making that commitment. And he played with a level of heart, I would say, that was admirable. Versus other players because he was more fully committed to being the best at what he did. Can mm-hmm. you think about that? Are you really committed to being the best um, uh, at what you do? You know, are you really committed to to being the best? And you think about that. And you get, even what you do now, every day of the week, are you are you committed to doing what you're doing right now? Are you committed to it to the point where your level of enthusiasm is high, that you have, um, that you do, you, you go out of your way to be better, to make yourself better. Do you do that? Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's that, it goes along with, you know, if you could do anything in life, uh, why aren't you doing it? You know, whatever, whatever you really want to be doing right now, why aren't you committing? That's
0: yeah. a very good question. Oh. That's, a, that's a, yeah. one of those big questions.
1: Yeah, it's one of those huge, huge questions that you have to, um, that you have to, you have to answer for yourself, and you must do it. Like, you know, why aren't you doing it? <laughs> I find that when I um, let's talk about creative projects, because I've written like six books, and I have written another one because I don't have the enthusiasm for the exact topic. Of that book, I've been allowing myself for the last since twenty fourteen to let my message continue to evolve and percolate, and as you said last week, to evolve and uh, and grow because that's what's been doing, and if I'd chosen to read, write a book two years ago, it wouldn't have the same focus that it would have today because my message has continued to evolve beyond yeah. just living uh, you know beyond the three d world of drama and discord and negativity, it would, it's beyond, it's moved beyond that to a message of creating your life. How do you do that? How do you create your reality and uh, in what you're experiencing? How can you actually do that? How can you, uh, you know, there's sovereignty involved, there's personal alchemy involved and and all of that. And the message has continued to evolve. So eventually I'll get to it. However, uh, it, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of enthusiasm to sit down every day, to commit yourself every day to sitting down for, for a couple of hours to write a book. I was enthusiastic as all get out when I wrote, you know, Zero Adversity, because it was my, the first foray into, out of self-talk and, and other things, into something that I had been actually using for a couple of decades. And uh, and, and that was kind of like the foundational book, and still is uh, an amazing uh, book about a, about a skill that everybody needs to develop that can help them be more resilient and help them maintain a level of enthusiasm through whatever life throws at them and mm-hmm. uh, and and it will throw something at you if, if not today tomorrow if not this morning this afternoon something will happen uh, where 's your focus and how are you 're going to leave your enthusiasm to piddle around mentally with something that you can 't control or are you 're going to let that go. Not dedicate a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy. Take take energy away from the enthusiasm you have for what you're doing, and give it to to some dedicate it to some negative event or thing or circumstance that's that's going on. Usually in someone else's life. It's not necessarily always yours. Absolutely. And this, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, these are choices we have to actively make throughout the day. Unfortunately, we have to train ourselves to do it train mm-hmm. ourselves to recognize when we're being derailed our enthusiasm is being derailed And this is really what i talk about more than anything else is that the it, how you handle events is more important than anything else because it it really is going to determine ultimately in any given moment how enthusiastic how happy how joyful you are about yourself and 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 what you're doing in life and what you feel yourself capable of the whole nine yards it just plays into that whole uh, that whole space of positivity and, and higher frequency living. As we uh, have uh, said, how do you live, have the art of, of, of higher frequencies, of living from higher frequencies. It, it is an art. And it's also a little bit of a science uh, and a little bit of a psychological battle for some people. It's mm-hmm. all those things. And uh, it, it's, but the enthusiasm, and this is really my, my, my belief. We were born enthusiastic, just like we were born happy and joyful. We were born resonating higher frequencies you come out of the womb and you're like wow you know it's this this you know i'm 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 in the space you know i'm hey, experiencing cool things stuff. <laughs> yeah curious and inspired and and uh, uh like a sponge it's absorbing everything every movement every feeling that is, is coming your way and your own feelings what is this what is that what's going on why am i feeling this way and, ooh, look, when I do that, I feel this way. When this happens, I feel this way. Or I feel that way when that happens. You learn all that sort of thing. And uh, you pick it up from those who are around you, uh, your, your parents and, and family that, are, uh, that are, you're exposed to. And uh, the most important thing, in my view, that I feel we pick up is how we feel, how we feel when things happen, when people look at us a certain way or they do something. Uh, oh. That person feel when when they do that, they feel really good. You know, I want to do that so I can feel that way. And we learn about uh, ourselves and how our interactions with the outer world. And enthusiasm is is uh, unfortunately over time. What happens with a lot of people is that you're told at some particular point, "Hey, get with it. This is life." You know, Mm -hmm. you can't be enthusiastic about everything. You know, you can't do this. You can't, it's it's life. Things happen and, you know, just suck it up. Um, Really what you want, instead of being taught, hey, you're the controller of your world. You're the one Mm -hmm. who decides how you feel. Not something or somebody outside of you. Um, Most important thing I was ever told was exactly that. That, and it shifted everything for me. Completely shifted. Say, wait a minute, I'm in control of this? Yeah. You, you're the one who's deciding yeah. how you feel when you, when you see something, when something happens to you, when someone touches you. You're the one who decides how you feel. You, you, you feel it, sense it, you judge it good or bad, blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is it's you. And we have a tendency as human beings, and, and the world plays into this whole illusion that the outer world controls how you feel. It's important for the powers that be out there in the world for you to know that or for you to buy into that. And those people who don't buy into it, um, a la many, if not every, Buddhist monk that I've been told about, and I have a good friend who spent a lot of time uh, with Buddhist monks in uh, Cambodia, and they're, they're literally saying the same thing. Your outer world is... It's just an illusion that you, you, uh, you, you deal with in a positive way. It's just something that happens. You don't, you don't uh, have to respond to it. It's just something that goes on. The imbalance that you feel is from you. It's not from what happened. And you're like, wrap your mind around that one for 10 seconds and, 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 and see where you are. Because that's really it. And... Our power comes from how we interpret our world. Our higher frequencies are maintained. It's our decision to operate from happiness, joy, enthusiasm, love, and kindness and all that, empathy and compassion. Or we can be operating from a perspective of fear or worry, discord, frustration, jealousy, envy, greed. We can be, we can be uh, and operating from you know, anger and hate. Yeah, we've got that choice. There's no enthusiasm in my view associated with those lower frequencies. Uh, maybe there's a drive, and maybe you can start to feed off of them and find some level of enthusiasm for in, involving yourself in negativity. I'm sure that's the case. However, mm-hmm. in the long run, how do you feel? You know, and you can't. Nobody can survive at those levels for a very long period of, of time. It's just detrimental to you, to yourself, and your soul, and everything else. In my view. Uh, So, you know, the topic of enthusiasm is is huge. (laughs) It's very expansive. (laughs) I'm glad we decided to look at it today.
0: I'm really happy that you brought up the fact that somebody can rob you of your enthusiasm very quickly. I have a, a good friend of mine who has been, she retired and she wanted to still be of service and she's been working on uh, business and creating all of these things from a web page to a card to really how she wanted to help young women uh, conceive and have children that's sort of the area that she wants to to focus her in, intention and she had a, a really positive meeting with a connection it was just sort of a synchronistic meeting and somebody said oh my god we would love to have somebody like you at our center and you know whether she wanted to work there full-time and she called uh uh, somebody that was very close to her and was enthusiastic and so excited to share how amazing Mm -hmm. this connection was and his words to her were um i really don't have time for this if you want to call and talk to me about life then we'll have a conversation but don't bother me with this stuff i'm not interested in hearing it and, you know, uh, she called me because she was so, so upset. And I said, look, this is your, I said, first of all, he just gave you a gift, a huge gift, you know, because there now you, you, can, <laughs> you can see, uh, you know, you want the people that are closest to you to celebrate your successes. I said, you know, you are you're so talented and you have so much to offer and don't let anybody steal your dream." Don't ever Mm -hmm. let anybody take that away from you. And it's how Mm -hmm. we react to that criticism. You know, our ego is very fragile. You know, we can be shamed or somebody could get angry towards us or, you know, and it's, as you said, Michael, it's how we react, you know, and you really have to trust, you know, if you have an enthusiasm, you have a passion and your heart's desire is like my dog to go up that hill and get back on the trail, you do that. And you you do whatever it takes to fulfill that need that your soul is longing to achieve, and and don't let anybody steal your dreams. I think in um you know with Charles Dickens uh, wrote in uh, David Copperfield you know. The, I think it was the very beginning. I'll, it, whether or not he would be the hero of his own life, and I'm not really sure what the quote is. I'm gonna to have to look it up. I'll post it on our Instagram. But I think, you know, I think about that. It's your, it's your choice when you turn that page. You know, it, are you gonna be the hero? Or are you gonna give it up? And it would have been easier for, you know, she could have been really crushed and been like, okay, well, uh, you know, I won't talk to you about this anymore. But instead, she picked up the phone, and called me, and I said, hey. <laughs> i'm so happy for you i think that's mm-hmm. phenomenal and i think more divine synchronicities and more the more enthusiasm and she has since that that conversation which was weeks ago so many more miraculous things and it are just affirming that yes she is on the right path and i know that she'll you know really help the people that she's meant to help and impact lives and, and create something that she has a passion for not just showing up because she was kind of at that precipice should I go for a job you know I can go and I work 40 hours a week and react right to this conversation with her last night I said you, you know that's is that what your soul is telling you to do I don't think so and she said no I just can't mm-hmm. imagine doing that and I said well there you have your answer right
1: and amazing uh, you're so true that's so true yeah, we, we are, uh, again, that, that I, I can go to is that we can, we can turn out to be our own worst enemy or we can be our, our biggest hero. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I prefer to be the biggest hero. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And there's a lot going on right now. I mean, in the world right now, uh, there is there's a huge focus on uh, inflation and other economic issues, how the cost of food, the cost of gasoline, the cost of all these things. And I was thinking about it on the way home from Biloxi today, and I had this thought about, you know, we we can talk ourselves or think ourselves into a hole, into a lack of enthusiasm for our life, or being grateful that mm-hmm. we uh, that we, we live. There's always a way to reallocate resources. Um, I know people complain about the price of butter and eggs, and and they'll go out for, you know, and and have a $50 bar tab. Um, So there's, or or gasoline or whatever the the may is. And gasoline has definitely come down. Uh, And that's not to minimize the fact that there are people who are living paycheck to paycheck and scrimping and saving and doing everything that they possibly can to, to move forward. I'm saying while you do that, you can also have a positive outlook on life. Because if we're talking about manifestation and the connection between enthusiasm and manifestation, the what I attempt to get across is that having enthusiasm for everything being okay, uh, or that everything is moving in the right direction for you and backing that with energy and enthusiasm will get you farther than, oh, woe is me. My, my, I'm I'm sinking further and further into a whole, uh, things are never going to change for me if I get any further, uh, and all of that, that, that mindset is going to manifest com- something completely different in terms of consequences, ramifications, and outcome. It's a function of what we attract into our lives and what we repel. And to, to anyone out there, any listener that knows somebody who's, who's or is somebody themselves is experiencing this kind of thing, obviously we have to hunker down. There is the reality of this bill is due. You know, energy bills are going up. Um, and all this sort of thing. And we have to find ways to uh, be enthusiastic about cutting our uh, expenses. And We also have to, on the other hand, focus on, hey, maybe this is an opportunity for me to look in a different direction, to pursue something different for myself that, that will extricate me from this situation. Let's put some positive energy into what it is that I, what my goals and dreams that I've abandoned, perhaps. Uh, intentions mm-hmm. that I've abandoned because I I found myself uh, because I had an immediate um, need for cash, so I, I I didn't do that. I didn't do the thing I really wanted to do in life, the thing that I was incredibly enthusiastic about. Maybe it's time to revisit that and uh, and look at how you can move forward towards that. Develop some enthusiasm for that because that same thing that happened with you when you decided to turn your place into an Airbnb. You know, I don't know. I do. I don't. I do. I don't. I. And you said, yeah, I do. And then the manifestation of uh, that energy turning into a free couch and for uh, other, you know, end tables or other things that you, you needed. That's mm-hmm. there. That's what happens. You, you now meet people. You open this pathway for yourself so that this pathway of manifestation. And it's important to always have that pathway open for ourselves. And, uh, you show me somebody who's knee deep in a hole of, 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 mental distress. And I will also, I'll show you somebody who's, uh, not enthusiastic about what they're doing. And I'll show you somebody whose whose inner conversation is backing what they don't want in their lives instead of what they do. Inner conversation is huge and tied to enthusiasm is what we tell ourselves about ourselves and what we're capable of. And if you're, if you're in a conversation, your self-talk is negative, if it's supporting what you don't want in your life, how hard things are, how difficult, how impossible it might be to do this and how, how uh, tough you know, it's going to be to move forward, if that's your conversation, then that's what you're going to manifest in your life. It's just literally something that's reinforcing what you do not want, what you want to avoid, the thing you don't want most of all. Instead, we have to say, there's more than enough uh, opportunity for me. I can move forward. Uh, there's nothing stopping me from from moving forward in a way that that benefits me and I just have to forgive myself for how I got here and shift my thinking altogether. It's a process and the tools, you already have the tools and it's just, it's one of the reasons why I've been for years enthusiastic about what's now the Life Moves Podcast because that's the kind of stuff I love to talk about as well is let's get down to the nuts and bolts, okay? This screw, mm-hmm. this nut goes on this screw, that screw goes into this thing, it holds that together. That's the kind of stuff, because there's, there's motivation and inspiration everywhere. The problem is it doesn't stick because something else gets in the way. You can be happy as a lark and then you walk outside and discover you've got a flat tire. Well, where'd all that enthusiasm go for life? I
0: agree. Now yes, you're focused. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: you... you You just, you just now, it it morphed into a negativity about your tire. And what you really want to simply do is change the tire and move on. Don't lose your enthusiasm. Just understand that these things happen at the most inappropriate of times. (laughs) Yeah. When you're, when you're (laughs) standing there in your, in your best suit and clothes and tie and you need to be somewhere in, in 45 minutes and you've got a flat tire. The most inconvenient time for you. And my point to people is maybe that flat tire saved you from something that you, you know, really didn't want in your life. Maybe it helped you avoid an accident. Maybe it helped you avoid this or that. There's a positive perspective for everything. Just take 10 minutes, by the way, to change a tire, which I did on a freeway in California going to see a client. I had my my best suit on. It was 90 degrees outside. I got a flat tire on the side of the freeway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Changed it in 10 minutes. I was gone.
0: Wow!
1: I, I just said, no, let's not, let's not get, let's not get mired and everything. And this was before cell phones. So nobody could, yeah, I couldn't tell him that I was late if I was going to be late. Uh, I just had to do it as quickly as possible and, uh, and get it done, get back on the road, get that spare on there, put the other one in the trunk, go to the appointment. Then after that, go to the tire store and get it fixed. And that's, that's really the kind of thinking that I, that I'm talking about is that you, You know, you have all the keys to being resilient. You just have to know what they are and how to actually use them to enhance your resilience and maintain the level of enthusiasm. Because that's to me what life's about. You, Mm -hmm. born happy, born enthusiastic, as I said, and now you're thrust into life. You're kicked out of the nest, and you have to deal with everything that comes with that. And you can choose to deal with it in a negative way, where you blame yourself if things don't go exactly as planned, you beat yourself up all the time, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or you can be positive and look at things from a different perspective, a perspective that is not negative to you or your life and a, a, a way that helps manifest the good things that you want in your life. The people will be there. The serendipity will occur. You just have to also be looking for it. You have to be aware that the person sitting standing next to you in line is not there by accident. That, hey, if you just simply said, hi, where'd you come from? You might actually find out in a conversation that they can help you. Mm-hmm. It's the strangest thing, but they can help you. They, it, if, you're, if you're selling a product or service, that person in front of you or behind you in a coffee line or in a line at the store or whatever, check out, that person may be there for a reason. You will never know unless you open your mouth and say, Hey, how are you? You know, is not it a great day today? Isn't the weather awesome? Yeah, it is. Where'd you come from? You know, you live around here, you've been around here for a while. Man, I can, I can talk all day to people like that. And, and in time it takes for the line to go, I can literally figure out, you know, whether or not that person, you know, how they're feeling. You can see, you look at the look on her face, by the way, and you can see what vibe, you can you can sense the vibe that they're putting out. If they've got a smile, you smile at them, they smile back at you, boom, we've got, we got a a, a sympathetic thing going here. We've got, we're on the same wavelength. And it's fun just to have a conversation. And sometimes I have those conversations and I, I'm not interested in what their name is. It's not important. I'm not interested in befriending them for life. Perhaps I might impart to them, it, I live in a city that's a vacation place, a destination, so... A lot of people come into town and they've never been here before. And you'd be amazed. You no, know, I just got here. It's our first time. Great. You need to go to this place, this place, and this place. You'll feel great about being there. You'll see the beach. You'll eat this food. It'll be fantastic. Oh, man, that's great. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. And then you move on. And you left somebody brighter than when you found them. And 100%. that also builds your enthusiasm about life, about your life and the life uh, that you're living.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't know how long
1: we talk, but we got to be coming close. <laughs> we are.
0: We're getting close to the end of our of our our time together. It's like, uh, you know, I'm so glad we had this time together. <laughs> Go back to the Carol Burnett show. Um, yeah, absolutely, you know, love it. Uh, you know, to have a dancer sing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm probably not getting the words right, but you know, I I think Michael, there's so much, and I'm. I really truly appreciate your enthusiasm for life and your ability to ask your soul like you know what it is that you want and you move forward in that that positive direction and I hope that our listeners do hear our enthusiasm and and I just want to give a, a shout out to um one of our listeners stephanie who messaged me and asked me to please put together a list of some of the books and the other things that we talk about and i will do that i'm sure. so grateful yeah. because you know there I, there is a lot and i sometimes i don't think about it we cover so much and and i'm i really appreciate her enthusiasm for the show and her comments and and as i you know grateful for everybody that tunes in and listens to us each week here on connect to love and if you want to join us on instagram connect to love energy for more information and content we're growing that by least amounts and and who knows what other great inspiring things that uh, michael and i are going to put together as well <laughs> It's yeah, just, yeah. You know, I love you it. and I—it's just—it's like a, a little uh, bubble machine. You know, I just—it's like, okay, is this bubble going to come out? Okay, these might be tiny, and this one's going to be big, and wow, look at where they're going to go. Where in the world are they going to go? Mm-hmm. And pop. You know. Yeah. But we just keep going. Yeah. So true. Um, so true. You know, so thank true. you thank to you. everyone, and and it's, I'll I'll let you leave uh, some parting words on enthusiasm.
1: Well, let's put it this way: um, our First and foremost, Connect to Love has the number two and not the letters T-O. Connect to Love uh, on okay. energy on Instagram. Very important. It'll probably come up too when you look, when you search for it. Um, however, uh, I hope that uh, that everyone has taken something from this, this conversation that we've had today that can help them uh, develop a higher level of enthusiasm for what they're doing right now. It starts with just taking this being cognizant of enthusiasm, how enthusiastic you are uh, when you get up in the morning as you move through your day and you make subtle changes in your life, in your routine, perhaps, to continue to, uh, to build that enthusiasm, level of enthusiasm, and develop the inertia to change your mind about some things. When you're unenthusiastic mm-hmm. about something, um, develop uh, the ability to Come at it from a different perspective, a perspective that allows you to become more enthusiastic about it. That's a choice you have. You can go from not liking something to liking something. You can just focus on the thing you actually like and not the other, you know, the ten percent of what you like instead of the ninety percent you don't. You can get enthusiastic about it. Okay, possible. Yep, absolutely. Likewise. Thank you. Enjoy a great week.